0: to Chicago I serve cold, but the rules and the hawks. never shiver in the snow. The rules keep it running, the socks run the South. The Cubs, Cubs. run the North, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. Coming from the true Chicago sports fans cave, this is the TCSF Podcast. With your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 42 is brought to you by 606 Media, Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out GritClothingCo.com and use our promo code TrueFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. E, we got merchandise.
2: We do. We, we got do merch.
1: Go we got merch.
2: We do got merch. <laughs> check out the page. We uh have a brand new graphic up there. You can see what the shirt looks like. And there is also a QR code. Uh, scan that and it'll take you right to it. You
1: fancy. I am. <laughs> As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my co-host, Iraq. What
2: up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. Don't forget, you can support the show at anchor.fm slash Two Chicago Fans slash support. What's good Z Man, how was your
1: week? Week has been busy non stop. You know, we've been yeah. uh, making moves left and right. You know, I feel like I'm uh, working the grid on McDonald's, man. Just <laughs> flipping stuff over <laughs> and making sure it's done right, man. No, it's been good. It's been good. It's been very productive. I'm happy with everything that's going on. Uh, again, we launched our t shirt uh, this week, Absolutely. And, and hopefully, we'll get more more merch out there for our fans. Uh, be getting a lot of responses. A lot of DMs, a lot of text messages. Hey, hey! I need this shirt. I need this shirt. I'm like, hey, you gotta go to the website now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Everything's available for you guys. We have had a lot of requests uh, for it since we debuted it ourselves and right. we had ourselves. So, I mean, I'm I'm glad that we're finally able to kind of um, accommodate them, accommodate people. Yeah. You know, make it available for you guys so you can, guys can check it out. How was your week, bro? It was good, man. Again, busy. Um, you know. We got uh, softball practice going, mm-hmm. we got the show going, we mm-hmm. got regular, our work going, so mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's always a lot of stuff going on with us, and it's basically like, uh, you know, two jobs and a and a side job, so, you know, just trying to make, make everything happen, you know. Y'all totally understand, Te- Teamwork makes a dream work, right? That's right. All right, man, listen up. Today, we dig deep. Into tonight's NFL Draft. It is our 2021 NFL Draft Special. We give our predictions of who the Bears will pick. And we also talk about the all-time first-round Chicago Bears draft picks. We also talk about the Bulls been doing without all-star Zach Levine. The Blackhawks. Unable to overcome the Preds, and as always, Chicago baseball in our three and out segment. The Cubs finally find their bats, and the urinator living up to his nickname. Oh boy,
1: got a sandwich named after him too. I know, now, man, I heard about that. <laughs> All right, always love draft day, but first, this is the loop. Our Chicago sports up where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago.
0: Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago welcome, welcome to Chicago Welcome to Chicago this is Chicago doors open on the left at Chicago to Chicago
1: So E what's up first today brother
2: Z, I think it's time Let's do that hockey man hey, as they say in hockey
0: let's do that hockey.
2: Tell me what is going on over at the Madhouse on Madison and the Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks still treading water, man. They're just barely, just, just, yeah, just
1: barely got their nose above that the water, man. They're, I think they're going to drown out, man. Uh, the, you know, they played the, the Preds three times this week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They won, They split the first two, and then they lose the third, uh, third one 3-1. to one. Right. So they lose the series. Uh, the Hawks have eight games left in their playoff push. Let's go Hawks. I mean, I'm gonna say that with a question mark because you don't know which Hawks team you're gonna show
2: is gonna show up. It depends on who their opponent is because if I'm not mistaken, when I was watching the game against the Preds the other day mm-hmm. and they lost that game, yeah. the Preds have been undefeated against the Blackhawks this season. They went seven oh and one this season. Yeah. Yeah. Seven oh and one? Yes. That means the Blackhawks just getting smoked out there by the Preds. So I mean I didn't have enough a lot of hope <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> But now you're looking at a stat like that. You can't overcome it, and this is team. This is a team that's severely and sorely missing their captain. Oh, definitely. And that that
1: leads into my next point. There's been reports that Taves has been uh, feeling better. His health is improving, mm-hmm. and that's all we heard.
2: <laughs> that's all we're hearing. So he, I mean, he's he's done for the year. He's this, he's this, definitely this, done he, for the year. Been, don't don't put your hopes up. He's been done for the year for six months. Exactly. Um there are a lot of rumors and I'm actually personally hearing some rumors about what is actually going on with him with his what his condition is and oh. if that's true we might not see him play ever again well, what, what are you hearing brother I uh, that I can't reveal <laughs> you can't reveal your I source won't, or you I want... won't I won't do it I won't do it just because of because of the severity of what it is and if it's true I don't want to be out there blasting his news
1: gotcha gotcha. Right? it's, right. it,
2: it, it's the, put it this way it's the same thing a lot of people has been, have been speculating so if you can read the tea leaves there you mm. can figure it out Go on what? the
1: internet Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, the Blackhawks did make a move. Defenseman Riley still reached the terms with the Chicago Blackhawks in a three-year contract extension. It okay. extends through 23-24. All right. The deal carries a $1.35 million salary cap hit, and again, after that, he'll be a restricted free agent for
2: 24-25. They're not paying this guy a ton of money. So oh, no, I mean, that's nothing. That's peanuts. W- yeah, exactly. So... You might as well do it And and see what happens Yeah exactly So the
1: Blackhawks Are going to finish off The season playing uh, Let's see By the time you guys hear this On Tuesday Against the Lightning The Panthers On Thursday as well Panthers again On Saturday May 1st Then they got the Hurricanes For three straight Yep And then And then they finish the season With your favorite team The The uh, the road, the guys that work on the road. Oh, man. That the Dallas Stars. stars. <laughs> Those, stop. Stop.
2: Those are dope uniforms. The the, the, the bright green. The neon oh, green. man. It was, like, it was like the Oregon Ducks. And they got dope uniforms, too. So they stop. Have, they stop. have
1: dope uniforms. Stop. Yes.
2: Um, yeah. So basically, we're going back to see them play Florida teams again, which they absolutely stink against. So, I mean, at this point, it, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. That's, that's all I got to say
1: which leads us to the next team that plays on Madison. <laughs> oh, man. What, what is going on with that on the, the, sh- the other side? Oh with, my with God. The Bulls, the only the, the Bulls. Right. The, the Chicago Bulls finally had a great team win against uh, Charlotte. You know, they actually blew them out and then they had to go play Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, I mean, we knew that we knew they were not going to beat the Miami Heat.
2: No, they they can. They could have. They can. They they can beat the team, but the problem is, is that they're super inconsistent. Yeah, they're all over the place. And again, we're we're talking about you know what they're kind of doing right now without Zach Levine, who is their all-star, right? Vooch, Voochimane. Man's doing his thing, man. He's he going to score, he he's double-double. super consistent. Right, double-double. You know double. exactly what you're going yeah. to get out of him. And what they were able to do is come back, uh, they went into a Boston and beat Boston. Mm-hmm. So that was a really good win. There was a team win. They did not let Boston climb back into the game, which they've done several times this year. That has been their biggest thing, is turnovers and getting up big and blowing a lead. And that's super frustrating. It is, it is.
1: And you know what's more frustrating? <laughs> The guy you like, Denzel Valentine This dude Gets the ball passed to him, inbounded to him He dribbles down the court There's 55 seconds on the clock, they're down 5 He chucks up a shot A 3 point shot from 40 Plus feet Hey bro, you ain't Steph Curry
2: No, he's not, he's not at all He he, he can shoot, airball He can shoot, but Air I, ball. I don't understand the, I, I, I really don't understand the point of this Bro, that, he shouldn't play the rest of the year, bro I'm sorry the, how many games are left? <laughs> I don't care.
1: I don't care. I
2: don't want to see him play. I mean, anyway. you know, it's not like we're, we're not talking about a guy that's starting. We're not even talking about a guy that's second unit. He's what, third unit if that? But you don't see him You okay still had a often. chance to oh, win yeah, it the was, game. It was, a, it was a, definitely a stupid thing. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying like he's on my pay no mind list anyway, so I really don't care what happens to you him. You
1: have to have, have the players on that team as playing. You do pay no mind. <laughs> tell you right now all right kobe lowry sato and thad need to provide points that are missing from zach and that's the biggest problem that you're not going to get consistent points and consistent production from those guys you'll get you've seen that production out of kobe white yes in the past week yes yeah you well i mean less turnovers less bonehead plays yes
2: i've always talked about him being a very similar player in style to uh zach Levine. right um he's not quite as skilled he doesn't have he doesn't quite have the body control mm-hmm. to do what Zach does but he is a very similar type of scorer i get to the basket and sometimes i'll i'll hit that you know uh top of the range pop and all that stuff but i mean like you you really want the problem is is that he's not starting so he's not going to get as many minutes so he But can't he's playing better. He's he is playing, playing better because, he's playing because better. he has to step up and he, i think he's realizing that.
1: Right. And the thing is where why i do agree with you that they're similar is that Zach was like that when he was with Minnesota. Yeah. That, that's the player that he was. So, if he has good coaching and he, he can work and develop his shot, learn how to finish at the rim because that's what Cody doesn't do. He's scared once he yeah. gets into the rim. So, again.
2: Because, I mean, he, the thing is, is that you look at guys with a similar stature as Kobe White and they're just, they just seem tougher. Like he seems a little soft. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Derek Rose would go to the hole. He didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Rose is a running back that could jump. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. And he proved it by the way he carried the ball. Yeah. But, Kobe White, like, he has ability, but he looks like a lot of times he looks like he's afraid. Agreed. Agreed. All right, the Bulls uh will have played
1: the Heat again when you guys listen to this. Knicks, Bucks, Hawks by week's end. This is definitely the toughest stretch, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Knicks are a very good team. We know that. Yes. Um the Bucks are a very good team. The mm-hmm. Hawks are so and so. Well, the Hawks have, have the some- Bulls number. That's the issue. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. So I mean that's that's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens this next week um again we don't know when zach is going to come back so that could be that it, could really affect what's going to happen uh, the way they finish up is the it t- is season. it time to pack it up because
1: what, what you're going to get into the playing the play-in playoff yeah to get what to get to get the the number eight seed or something to get demolished by I mean, the first to me
2: to, here's the thing we know that even if they make that play-in game it's or you know that play-in series or whatever i don't even know what it is anymore um but I don't. It, it, it's We're not going to get the result that we want to see. We're no. Not, we are not going to see a championship out of the... Re- no. By them no. getting into the tournament. No, no. Not at all. What we are going to see, I think it's important for a guy like Billy Donovan, first year with the team. Mm-hmm. A guy like Vucci, first year with the team, first couple of weeks with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Tice. Okay. What you're showing is that you've kind of changed the direction in which you're going. And this is, okay, step one. You got to get to step one first. So I think it, it is... You, you, you can say what you want about moral victories, but this is essentially what that would be. If they did make that make that play-in, hey, you made the playoffs last year. Now let's build on that. We got to start somewhere. Okay. All
1: right. I, I just think they should pack it up and get a higher draft pick.
2: What, but what is that going to... Uh, do, you, do you follow the logic? I do follow here's the, the logic. It's not like they're going to tank the rest of the season and end up with a number one pick. Right. They're going to end up with some pick between 10 and 20. So who cares? So, let so me- what, what's the difference between them tanking and get and getting, getting a pick uh, between 10 and 20. So, so being and the Bears again? And being a, so getting, being the Bears again? Right, right. So it's purgatory. And that's what we talked about before. Yeah. But at least with a new regime, with a new GM, a new team president, a new head coach, mm-hmm. and some new uh, all-star players, take that first step. Why not do it now? Oh uh, Well, it doesn't really
1: matter because they don't have a first-round pick, right? Because they gave it to us. Uh,
2: it's, it's still the first step. Yeah. It's still the first step in the process. You have to, sh- hey, can you... Were you able to corral what you have and turn that into a playoff team? Yes or no? It's baby steps. You got to start somewhere. And this is the first step.
1: What I see is, you know, two sides of the cone. My side and then the other side would be you're going to evaluate even further what you got in a higher setting. You know, they're going to be in in the limelight, right? They're going to be on national TV. Let's see who steps up and let's see what the value of each player is. That's what I can see,
2: and but that's that, that's what they're doing before. A.K. and Billy Donovan mm-hmm. and, and, and Eversley have already proven that because they flipped the damn b- squad. Because already, because they flipped the squad. That's exactly what they did. So you got little, you got rid of a guy like Luke Cornett and Wendell Carter and Otto Porter who are just taking money from you. Yeah. Okay. You replaced them with players on your team that have actually been productive and done a lot of good things for you so far in the short time they've been here. Mm-hmm. So that, but again, you have to build. Okay. Hey, we got all these players, but. You know, you were right there, and you couldn't finish it off to make the playoffs. Is that a coaching issue? Is that maybe you didn't get the player they should have gotten? Maybe you should have kept Mo Wagner, who's out there now. You're still I'm out pretty, there, right? I'm pretty sure that the Celtics let him go. But, but you get my point. I do get your point. All right, man, tell me what is going on with your favorite soccer team. That's right, the Chicago Fire. Robert Barrick had a
1: couple opportunities to score, but found a post instead. Man, this game was frustrating to watch because the offensive side of the Fire was on fire yeah. sorry for the pun there but they had plenty of opportunities to score but they hit the post three times do you know how hard it is to hit the post that goal is huge um i watched cody do that <laughs> bad memories yeah. too soon <laughs> yeah so the uh uh <laughs> luca Hi. luca scored for for the fire on a beautiful pass a cross pass um and they you know they were locked up at one and then the wheels just fell off. It looked like Atlanta just kicked it into another gear and was able to take over the t- take over the field, the pitch, and uh, score a couple goals. One of them was just a, a BS goal that just got that slipped through the, the goalie's hands. But it is what it is. They take another loss. Atlanta is still the better team, but this was a very winnable game because Atlanta's
2: defense is not that great. So what it sounds like you're describing to me every Chicago damn is team every here. other <laughs> Chicago team. Hey, let's get up and let's do really well, and then at the end of the game let's uh, let, let's let's not do that anymore we yeah. we, we don't want to win
1: <laughs> <laughs> next up for the fire on saturday is the new york red bull so they'll be in new york playing that game so that, that'll be a good game to watch as is well is this
2: like is this really the red bulls like yes, the yes. actual like yeah. drink red bulls yeah. like that was that's oh, what's yeah. happening here that oh, yeah. is the worst what the what the what
1: I mean, I'll, I'll go to the Red Bull game. They're gonna supply us with Red Bulls all day. Well, yeah, because, you might have to.
2: Yeah, because you'll be climbing up the walls. What are you talking about? <laughs> It'll give you wings, damn <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back up with three up and three down after a quick word from our sponsor.
0: This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago.
2: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Our favorite time of the year, baby, baseball season. This is three up and three down. I
0: think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're
2: out. Z, what's going on on the South Side?
0: White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox.
1: South side. It's it, sunny skies in the South side, bro. Uh-huh. Sunny skies. co picked pitch today. Today's Sunday. He had uh, 10 strikeouts in five innings, zero walks, zero runs, three hits, 87 pitches. That's dominating.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think this is what we expected. I think this is what we anticipated before he opted out of last season. Right.
1: This is what all the hype has been about. Correct. So he's showing up. Now, the thing is that the White Sox are going to baby his innings. Which is fine.
2: Which is whatever. I mean, he had a whole extra year to Arrest. come back from the injury. Rest. yes. You know what I mean? Like, he had the injury. Mm-hmm. He went out for surgery. He took the 60-game season off last season.
1: It, okay. He's getting the Strasburger, uh, Strasburg. I'm not, I'm not hungry. Strasburger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting the Strasburg treatment. So, essentially, uh, to my thought process is they're keeping him fresh to have him start in the playoffs. Mm. Is he that good? Yeah. Okay. It was filthy. Okay. No, I mean, is he that
2: good? Like, are you okay?
1: He's going to be the starter next year. He will be in a rotation next year for sure.
2: Because the thing is, is that we've seen guys like play well, but is he like and have great games? Like Alec Mills throwing a no hitter? Mm hmm. But is he that good? No, this dude has been consistently showing up this year with
1: lights out stuff. All right. So the bats are alive and well. Like I said, sunshine's all around on the mm-hmm. south side. 19 runs in this series versus the Rangers. The Yerminator still. Still doing his thing, brother. He got a burger this week. The thing they offer. I heard about that. He got his own sandwich. Yeah, he got his own sandwich, He's bro. A,
2: he got a sandwich, man.
1: Yeah, well, I think I had like chimichurri sauce on it. I, I got I, I to gotta try it now.
2: I, I know you do. I know you do. Yeah, know you you got to try it and report back. That's right. That's, Show trip. That's right. Hey. Yes. hey.
1: yeah, we'll, we'll get that done. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the Yerminator is still
1: holding off Mike Trout with his 426 batting average. Okay. I, this is... Just just, a chip. It's just a chip right now. We have, I know it's not going to last. I
2: have, ne- I mean, I'm trying to figure out where this guy came from. Cause <laughs> I feel like he wasn't like, he didn't exist prior to opening day of this season. I have never heard his name before this season. N- no, if Eloy doesn't go down, he's
1: still in the minor leagues. Right. So, and you, we've never would have all this amazing content. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eloy, thank you so much for oh, playing Spider Man. Spider-Man. All right. <laughs> 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 Right-handed pitcher Jonathan Stever was called up uh, prior to today's game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He was a number seven prospect from the pipeline. That was the guy I was telling you that the Cubs should have traded for. Um oh, well. and they yeah, they recalled him from the training site in Schaumburg uh, prior to the to the game. And uh, Danny Mendick was optioned out. Mendick. So, and this the reason for that is that um, they 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 said Michael's going to pitch, Kopech is going to pitch, Stever's mm-hmm. going to come in afterwards because they said Kopech was going to pitch about four to five innings. Okay yeah, O-Boy came in and he stunk it up, bro. <laughs> stunk it up. Four straight hits uh, that resulted in three runs. Um, didn't record an out.
2: That's always fun.
1: Well, it's, nerves.
2: That's Yeah. I, that's, that's, that's the first thing. That's the best impression you want to make of your first time. Right. Coming <laughs> up, just... It's in the, that, that's that's not good man that's not
1: good well he's gonna be sent down right right back mm. after today uh so relievers cody hoyer aaron bummer liam hendrix were all unavailable so that's why he had to come up okay. um because they've been being used for a couple days straight there and again that's a little I thing by using overusing the bullpen uh that's another thing that's been bothering me but evan marshall was not uh with the team today due to a uh funeral that he was attending in arizona so you you're down a lot of pitchers there,
2: right? Right. I mean, you you kind of got to play whoever's available. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. We you talking about pitchers? There's uh the one pitcher I yeah your favorite pitcher <laughs> my, my, on the White Sox, my, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You're you're the, the White Sox version of John Lackey. <laughs> hey, we'll take him. We're not here for a damn haircut. <laughs> Lance
1: Lynn is slated to be back versus uh, Cleveland because that's what we call that team now. Okay, we're not supposed to use the other name. Uh-huh. Uh It's this is great news, man. The the he's he's you know. Again, like you said, he's, he's your, what do I
2: say? He's your John Lackey. He's your John Lackey. You know, and the, well, the, here's the thing, too, is that one thing that, that we didn't talk about is the fact that the White Sox actually uh, faced the the pitcher that he was traded for. Right. Which is uh, your boy, Dan Dunning.
1: Yeah. And then you guys, I, I don't know if we had a group chat. We have, a, a I call it the scumbag chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these guys were like, oh, my God, Dunning's going to kill him. I'm like, oh, I don't, hey, I don't think Dun- so.
2: Dunning looked good for the couple, first couple innings. He he did, and but because he was Dunning versus um, Dylan Cease, right? And you know, and they talked about their relationship together and how he how he knows uh, Mercedes and mm-hmm. uh, and all this stuff. So they did talk about that a lot, but um, but yeah, Dunning lasted. I, I want to say like three innings or two and two and a few. Yeah, he didn't last very long. It Wasn't very long. Wasn't very long because
1: the White Sox had the book on him.
2: The, well, the White Sox those of the bats and all the, they need to see him the, the first time through. You'll notice that a lot mm-hmm. is that that first time through they don't see anything or if they start getting me up. Getting beaten up early then they start to swing a lot earlier you know later on in the, in, the, yeah, in
1: the game it's like a boxing like a boxing match you feel it out man mm-hmm. e what's up with the cubbies Go!
2: The Cubs sweep the mighty New York Mets. They absolutely beat the brakes off them boys from Queens, including a 16-4 win in Game 2 of the series. The Cubs' bats continue to be red hot with Javi, Rizzo, Contreras, Bryant, and the boys all putting up home runs last week. They also had another offensive explosion in Game 1 of their series against the Brewers. Unfortunately, they dropped the last two games of that series.
1: So was that the, the series where the uh, hobby hit a home run left-handed? I believe so. So people were, were having a connip, you know what, about it?
2: A conniption?
0: Yeah, there. Uh,
1: I, <laughs> I, I usually say it the other way. But yeah, um, people were upset. For like, what? They're like, oh, Stop. he's showing off. And I'm like, you know what? First of all, it was a position player pitching. So him switching it around is just to get the bat at over. Right. He can hit left-handed. I've seen him at in practice, and he can hit. He can hit left-handed. So
2: I want to say they actually showed before the game him actually hitting left-handed. Yeah, and like hitting him out of the park. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it.
1: No, I'm just saying he can do it. He was just like the game's already over with. Right. Let me have a little fun. Right. Do you have an issue with that?
2: I don't care at all. If I, he, I don't. I don't understand.
1: Okay, let's say he gets hurt doing that.
2: He get hurt then batting he, from the other side. What the kind of? What the <laughs> hell kind of? Stop!
1: I'm just—I agree with you. I'm just saying. What people are reporting and saying out there in the world. Stop! I have nonsense. This is what makes baseball fun. And if everybody's like, "Oh, it's a position player," you shouldn't take advantage, I, dude. The, the the whole point of the game is to win. Uh-huh. So if I beat the brakes off you, if it's twenty-five then to the zero, I no. don't care whether it's two to one or whatever. It doesn't matter as long as we win.
2: No. The, the my problem is that the Cubs score. All these games and three, or all these runs and three yeah. games, and then the rest of the season, they can't figure out how to score. Yeah. That's my problem. Uh, Jake Arietto. Is actually playing really well, of course. He's not the Jake of 2015, but he's been a solid top of the rotation guy for the Cubs. And I think that it means you can see him understanding, like I said before, that he's going to have find another way to be effective on the mound. And it seems like he's found a way to do that.
1: He pitched pretty good today. It's just he got no offense behind him. No
2: offense today on on the Sunday game. So, unfortunately, no offense. But, you know, he does look pretty good considering the fact that when he went to Philly, you saw what happened there. He got hurt. Mm -hmm. So, everyone said he's washed. Well, now he's back here. He's back home. He's back in a place that he feels good. He loves pitching here. He loves being in Chicago. Yeah. riding around in the scooter, and he connects with the fans better here. And it's I, like think, a, it's, I think now he Chicago is his like home.
1: Chicago's is fountain of youth. Yeah, like he was garbage with the Orioles, and he comes to Chicago and he kills it. Yeah, and then he goes over to Philadelphia, sucks because he's hurt, and he comes back and now he's pitching well again. So. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Uh, also, Javi is still being Javi. He's either swinging for the fences on every pitch, but now he's getting the benefit of having his video back. He can mm-hmm. actually go into the dugout and look at the video now, and he's actually saying that that's a, a big reason why he's actually being more productive this season. Um, now, my thing is is that he's always feast or famine. He's always swinging yeah. for the fences. If that's the way you play, that's the way you play. I, w- I would love for him to start hitting for contact and you that's know, the
1: thing. He's, he's gonna he's, He can hit 40 home runs in a season right. and give you 100 ribbies, but he might be hitting like 240.
2: Right, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, the, the thing with him is, is we saw a lot of players last year have a hard time with them not being able to have that video. Yeah. So, you know, he, and he was one of them very openly says, you guys took the video away from me. And, again, we know that's because of the Astros. Right. And the garbage cans. Um, but he has his video back. So now he's seeing what he's doing wrong and it's that same swing it's not like he's changing so i, I don't know i don't know if it's is this security blanket for him or what but i mean I, he's kind of full of crap with that
1: yeah but didn't he didn't he not run like really hard
2: to first one of those games too he did he did so he he popped one up it, it was it, I, I remember this play because he popped it up it looked like it was going to get caught he was mad at himself because he the way he swung right and he did not run hard to first right then when he realized i, I want to say he he, he made he managed to get to first and everyone was like looking at him like come on man right because you're supposed to run hard every time I get it it's routine whatever I, I, I get why he did it it's frustrating when when you do see a and player I, do that I've been there Um, but yeah I want to say he kept I, I don't remember how I, I want to say he kept running and got like thrown out in a second or something stupid like it was a stupid way that he got out if I'm mistaken but hey it is what it is but I remember him being on on base and like looking over and like grinning about it I'm like all right well as you as a coach do you pull him after that and talk to him <sighs>
1: Because Ricky did that with Avi Zahil. Avi, Sahil. Avi Sahil used to do that all the time. He would pop up because he would do that feast or famine thing. He would pop up, and then he's not running hard to first. And you get pulled. Moncal did that too with Ricky. And Ricky sat his ass
2: down. I mean, I, I I think with Javi, you know what he is. So, I mean, I don't think it's a surprise. I think if it's a young player, you try to get it out of him. But I also think that after a certain time, just like anyone else, you get a little bit of seniority, and maybe they break off of that a little bit. It's not like he's a, a young. like. It's not like he's 19. You know what I mean? He's, playing in, he's been playing in, in the league and playing mm-hmm. with the Cubs for a long time. He won a World Series with their manager. I, I get that. but and So I get like, but but I'm that's gonna, a, 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 do that's, you pull a vet? Like, do you pull a, a vet? Because here's the thing. You do have to ride that fine line mm-hmm. of, yep, we, we won a World Series together as players. Yep, it was different, you know, coaches, this and that. And my style is different. But you gotta you got to find that fine line. How do you? How do you do this? Now I would say if he does it again, then you got to bench him. But he's like, "Yo, man, like, don't make me look bad out there." I I think that's the first step you do. Look, man, I've known you for how many years? Like, do not make me look bad because I will bust your ass, yeah. and then you'll be embarrassed. I, I that I, I I get, think he should have been pulled for that game. I I don't think so. I I think be like, hey, we're boys. I've known you for a long time. We won a World Series together. There's you one chance. I think that's that's what you're looking at there.
1: It depends on a managerial style. Oh yeah. And then that's that's the biggest thing because, let's just be honest. Superstars go by different rules.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hundred (laughs) percent. Hundred percent. I mean, hold on. We we're not fooling anyone. No, we're not fooling anyone. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was, if it was like uh, Nico Horner, yeah, hell yeah, he's got to go. Anyone else? Anyone else of the regular starters? He's the if there was anyone, he's the one you kind of expect that from too. Yeah. Yeah, Because he's feast
1: or famine. He's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. It is what it is. Right. You, oh, it's time to crack one open, it huh? It is, bro. It is. I'm oh. trying to be
2: trying to be a little discreet, but, you know. <laughs> that ain't happening why? with the mics. Why? <laughs> All right. So check it out. The Cubs do come home to play the defending champs, Los Doyers. Los Doyers.
1: I'll be tuning in.
2: After visiting Atlanta and Cincy earlier in the week. And then after the Dodgers, the Cubs welcome in the Pirates to the north side.
1: Your Kryptonite team.
2: I Yeah, they, they have a hard time with the Pirates. It's so and so. I mean, they they played, you know what it was? Is it was when they were cold, they played the Pirates a little bit early in the season. So we'll see what happens.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to take a pause for the cause and hear a quick word from our friends at Great Clothing Company. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three
0: strikes,
1: Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with your hosts, E-Rock and Big Z. The Bears are on the clock, brother. That's right. This is the 2021 NFL Draft Special. So, E, what's going on with our beloved Monsters of the Midway, our Chicago Bears?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, today... Today is Thursday, April 29th, and that means it is draft day.
1: All right, that's right. Our Chicago Bears will be on the clock today. This is going to be nerve-wracking for me and for you. It's mm. also going to be exciting.
2: I mean, you get either excitement or disappointment. That's what you say. Yeah, that's exactly. I, mm. I here I I'm as as vocal and as loud as I am, I'm also the level-headed one. <laughs> This is true.
1: <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place with my emotions here when it comes to my sports teams. The Bears currently sit at 20th with the 20th pick in okay. the first round. Again, our purgatory, our purgatory, our purgatory.
2: No, not no, not necessarily because in NFL you can get a pick from anywhere. In basketball, purgatory is definitely that that 20th spot cuz the good players are gone by pick 3. Yeah, there's that's there's very diff- few. There's yeah. a, no. No. Jimmy was the last oh, you, pick in no, the first yeah, round. Yeah. I mean, later in the in the NBA draft, it's really hard to find a really good player. Okay. But in, in NFL, you can find a good player anyway. That's what I anyway. You're not gonna find I'm a saying.
1: quarterback at twenty.
2: No, that's not true. That's the not first true. Round? Russell Wilson was a number, you know, uh what, third round pick. Tom Brady was one ninety nine. Do you. you
1: have do you have confidence in the Bears organization of choosing a great quarterback? Great quarterback with a twentieth pick.
2: I have the confidence in any GM to randomly luck into a great quarterback because no one knew that Tom Brady was going to be great. Mm. No one knew that Russell Wilson was going to be great. You said so luck. My, my point, but that's what Sid I'm saying.
1: Luckman, that's the last quarterback we had that was good? No, stop because I will <laughs> slap the <laughs>
2: out of you no <laughs> I, no beep I have no beeps out here <laughs> with, with my Jay Cutler jersey <laughs> okay Jay Cutler was a good damn quarterback he was a very good quarterback yes he was very he good he has all the passing stats Stopped crapping I just like pushing your buttons boy, when it comes Jay to Cutler. the Bears listen <laughs> listen 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 let's break down what picks the, the Bears have tonight yes. in the draft okay for the first round they have the number 20 overall pick for the second round we got number 52 Third round, 83. Round 5, 164. In round 6, they have 204 and 208. And also from the Seahawks uh, through the Dolphins, um, that's their 208 pick. And they also have 221 and 228. So that's four uh, six-round picks, uh, and a a 1, a 2, a 3, and a 5. Will the Bears make some trades? It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Um, We have to kind of look at what the mock drafts are saying Okay, yeah. Well, we know
1: that there will be some gems found in later rounds, because that's where Pace does his, uh, his bread and butter there. So mm-hmm. let's take a good look at what we think is going to happen in the first round. So this is what I think the team needs. Offense, a quarterback.
2: Okay, so right now we're looking at who's on the roster. We're looking at Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. I think we can both agree that we more than likely at some point in this draft, the Bears are going to draft a quarterback because they do need a young quarterback on this team.
1: It's it's a necessary thing to do. All right,
2: wide receiver. Uh, receiver, I don't necessarily personally see this as, as really an area of need. Um, you got uh, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, who they just signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Miller still here. Javon Wims and also Riley Ridley. Javon Wims is, is the guy that we really don't know. You know he he's got the bad temper. He's punching people. Riley Ridley. He's not nearly as good as his brother. Yes, his brother Calvin. We don't. You know he's <laughs> not he's not nearly as good. He's not as fast. So you know if Anthony Miller stays on the Bears, because there's a lot of rumors about him getting shipped off. Mm-hmm. If he stays with the Bears, I think he can still be very um, competitive and very productive in this league. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Again, if that's going to be on the on this team but they have, I mean, they might. you might see them go for like a later round wide receiver, but I don't think early in the draft they should focus no, on No,
1: I, I think they'll draft somebody maybe with those six-round picks. If, there's, right. if they keep those picks, they'll be drafting some offensive players around there, and I think wide receiver would be a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. What about left tackle?
2: Left tackle, currently they have uh, Charles Leno. We know that they definitely need to help shore mm-hmm. up that offensive line on both tackle positions. Um, the thing is is that we want to make sure that, We're not just getting them because we're getting them. We, you know, oh, the first one off the board or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Because that's what happens a lot of time. You look at areas of need. What if there's a better player there, but just because you know what I mean? That's the conundrum you oh, find yourself.
1: Always in. take the best player available.
2: I, I agree with that theory. A- with after that, theory. that, you
1: can make movements around your roster. After you got the players on your roster, right? So. Because
2: if for some reason you find you know whatever receiver way better than Darnell Mooney, yeah, and, and okay, guess what? Darnell, Darnell Mooney's ready for for trade, right? Or whatever it is, or so now you you gotta, he's the third receiver now, right? So you got to find a way to move your assets, move your move your. Uh, your players around and seeing what you what you can do. So also going on, along with that is that right tackle would also be an area of need. Right
1: with the uh, Jermaine and Fetty. So, yeah, he so played they, better as he, the was, year went on. He
2: was okay, um, but but again he was a cast off. I'm gonna say from the Seahawks. So it's not like he's some you know world no no no, superstar. no 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 no
1: no. Again that was that was patchwork that they did and the offensive line. What about on defense? What what do we need on defense?
2: So. Um, more than likely, they're going to be looking at a cornerback because they they got rid of Kyle Fuller. Um, right now, they're starting Jalen Johnson and Desmond Trufant, who they just they just signed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that they're going to look for um, some um, probably another cornerback just to shore up, shore up and make sure that when you do play a dime, you have enough players to actually you know field the team.
1: Look at you breaking it down, bro. Breaking it down. <laughs> dime packages, nickel packages. Yeah, that's about all I can afford. A five for five. <laughs> All right, here's here's what some marked drafts are predicting. Chad Reuter, Reuter, Router, whatever. Reuter. Reuter of NFL.com has the Bears trading up in the first round, swapping with the Carolina Panthers for the eighth overall pick in the first round. With that selection, the Bears select Trey Lance.
2: My boy, Trey's Lance. Look, 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 man. North Dakota State quarterback, big guy. You guys already know what I think about this pick. I'm huge on Trey Lance. I would love it if they can find a way to get their hands on him. I think he could be a game changer for this franchise. I think that if you can pull this off to get the kid, you go for it. This is, of course, assuming that we don't have any surprises that would leave, somehow leave like Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and you know your boy Sunshine. Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence on the board. If those guys are not on the board and they somehow move up to a position where they can grab him, then they grab him. Now, what are we giving up to get the eighth pick? The twentieth and whatever else—it doesn't matter, because if you're getting your franchise quarterback and you get it right, yeah. you do that.
1: No, no, I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, what I've been hearing is that it's going to be costly just to move into the top ten, like yeah. two two first rounders and some change.
2: Yeah, yeah, so. and you do that, okay? Because you, you, did you have a problem with that when they traded first round picks for, for Khalil Mack?
1: No, right, right. So at
2: because all. you're trying, because again. Your defense is pretty much set as long as your offense can be productive enough to keep them off the field, yes, so they're
1: well rested. Very, I agree with you. That that was always with the issue. We have a great defense, but they're playing 40 minutes a game.
2: Right. So if you're wasting, if if you have a defense that's ready to win now, and mm-hmm. you have a receiver that's ready to win now, and Allen Robinson, and Moody is coming into his own, and now you got plenty of running backs coming back, and you're shoring up your offensive line. What are you short of?
1: Uh. You're not short of anything. If you flip the script, if, you're, if your offense is on the, on the field for 40 minutes instead of your defense, you're looking at a championship.
2: Well, what, I'm, what I'm saying is the one piece that you're short of with all of those in place is it's your, your quarterback. quarterback. Right. Yeah. So if you can feel like, hey, this is the guy, this is the missing piece. Yeah. Even if we have Andy Dalton start for the year and he's a backup or whatever it is, or halfway through the season you transition, mm-hmm. right? whatever it is, if you can get a guy that you feel like is going to be a game changer, you give up whatever you feel necessary. Because this is right now, I'm going to tell you, Trey Lance is a very popular player right now.
1: Well, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything else crossed. and see how we can get him.
2: So then, um, so we're looking at some of the other mock drafts that are going on mm-hmm. here. CBS's Cody Benjamin has Trey Lance going to the San Francisco 49ers in a trade with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, boy. So, you know, let's see what he's going to predict for the Bears. Now, here's the thing. He actually has his first four picks in the draft all being quarterbacks with Trevor Lawrence at one to the Jacksonville Jags, Zach (laughs) Zach Wilson to the New York Jets at number two. Uh, Again, Lance to the 49ers at three. And then at number four, he has Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, if you didn't know, Mm -hmm. my guy Justin Fields is actually from Georgia. Wow. He originally went to Georgia. And he transferred. And he transferred to Ohio State so he could play. So him going to the Atlanta Falcons would actually be – be kind of dope i gotta say so the, the thing is too is that he also has mac jones going to the patriots at seven i've actually seen a few mock drafts where the um where mac jones is predicted to go to the patriots so why don't you tell us about uh what he thinks the uh, who he thinks the bears are going to go after in this draft
1: well it looks like he thinks that the bears are going to be uh, targeting caleb Farley, a cornerback mm-hmm. out of virginia tech he's a junior six foot two 207
2: pounds so, yeah. So, what he says is that after failing to move up for a quarterback, which right. we just talked about, the Bears instead hope to snag a signal caller on day two and use their first rounder on a replacement for Kyle Fuller. If the medicals check out, Farley has a chance to be a steal. So, he's predicting that the Bears go for go later on in the draft for a quarterback.
1: Yeah. So, you look like you address your need, which is your... Your immediate need. Your immediate need, was which is a quarterback, And then after that, see what other all, all holes you can fill and plug in.
2: So, you know... I don't necessarily like to pick I think if you're I think you can get a cornerback later on I think what so you, I. I think you're set right now I
1: said go offensive line
2: I, I I think they go line
1: yeah. that's that's what I think yeah that's right uh AJ Shulte, uh shoot Shulty. you know if you don't know these names it's hard to pronounce them all right AJ Schulte from Pro Football Network has also has four also has four quarterbacks going in the first quarter Four picks, With Lawrence going to the Jaguars, <laughs> Wilson to the Jets, Justin Fields to San Fran. Wow. Mm-hmm. And number three. And then Trey Lance to Atlanta at number four. So basically the same last mock draft, but swapped three and four.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically, again, we're seeing a trend where a lot of these uh, draft experts or guys that break it down think that, you know, we're going to see four quarterbacks very early. You know, Mac Jones to the Patriots. So at number at number 20, there's nothing left for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Now, we did talk previously about the Bears maybe trading up with the Broncos uh, to swap because I want to say they're number nine and swapping with them to go ahead and, and try to get Trey Lance. But if they feel like the Broncos also have their eyes on him, that's when you would go ahead and, and swap Jumped them right. and, and get that number eight pick. Right. So there's a lot of kind of weird, fancy things going on. There's
1: a like, lot of plate spinning, man. That's That's. So hard, the NFL drive is one of those one of the hardest drafts to get what you were trying to
2: get. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I, unless I, you're I in the top that. 10, right? I, I agree with that. And the thing is that if you're in a top 10, you've probably been in the top 10 for a reason. So, uh, in this mock, the player that they have the Bears selecting, yeah, uh, number, number 20 overall, we're staying with number 20, we're not moving. Uh, his name is Tevin Jenkins, uh, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Um, What he says is with the Bears missing out on one of the top quarterbacks, they'll need to fix their offensive line. The team let Bobby Massey go in free agency, and their current right tackles are Jermaine Fetty and Elijah Wilkinson. No idea who that guy is. Regardless of whoever their quarterback is next season, that's a spot that cannot be ignored. Tevin Jenkins didn't allow a sack in the last two seasons of his career. His quickness, power, and fantastic use of hands were a big reason why. Jenkins has a bright future ahead of him at right tackle in the NFL. Yeah, so... So if you haven't gotten your quarterback position right,
1: offensive line, bingo. Yes, because I've, it, we, that
2: means that whoever you do have a quarterback is gonna play better,
1: right? And it's not like there's not gonna be there's gonna be a shortage of quarterbacks next year, or the year after that, or the year after that, right? You, you, like we said, we wanted this administration to draft a quarterback year after year after year because you never know.
2: The reason that we wanted that is because that's what he said he was going to do. I'm gonna draft a quarterback every year, and it has happened only once and that was Mitch Trubisky only once
1: it, again but still if if you know he's not going to be your franchise quarterback after 2 years like you can tell
2: right it, you you can and you can because don't forget again there's always guys like Drew Brees like I, I, here's my thing uh-huh. and I've said it before is that I predict that Trubisky is going to spend his year in Buffalo maybe he signs a second year there as a backup and then you know if it, you get an injury to Josh Allen or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know and he bowls out someone's going to give him a contract I'm yeah. telling you right now he's yeah. a young guy he just needs time to develop
1: he just needs the right setting and the right coaching and right. if you have the coach that really hates your guts
2: that's and that's what I've been preaching. So here's the thing with the line we watched halfway in the first half of the season. We could already tell that this is a big area of need for the team. I feel like this is probably the safest prediction and the safest Mm -hmm. position they could possibly pick here. You know, you're securing up the line, which was better towards the end of the season, but they definitely need some help. Uh, You also have James Daniels coming back this year from a a torn peck. Mm-hmm. And you have Cody Whitehair back at center. You also have Mustafer who can step in at a few positions. But I think Jenkins can come in right now and take over the position that they've been hurting at for a while now. Yeah, that's
1: exactly why we say we ought to go on the offensive line because when's the last time we had a good offensive
2: line? Um, Rex Grossman yeah yeah maybe maybe like a great uh, we had great players on the offensive line Olin Krutz and Robert uh, Roberto, 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 Roberto Garza. Garza
1: yes Roberto yeah, yeah Roberto Garza Rewind. yeah yeah. That, that was the last time we had a good offensive line that's what 05 uh, 06 07, 05
2: 06 07, 07. Like yeah, 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 yeah yeah so
1: it's been a long time alright just for fun let's talk about some first round picks of the Chicago Bears tell us let me do that again all right, just for fun, let's talk about the all-time first-round picks of the Chicago Bears, E. Tell us who you have at number five, overall best and worst first-round quarterback.
2: I don't want to talk about the First, worst. I don't no? want to talk about the worst. No? I want, I, let's, let's keep it positive. Let's keep positive. positive. Okay, let's, let's be positive because if I put worst out into the universe, oh, that means boy. that we're going to talk about this pick being one of the worst, and I want it to be one of the All best. Right, keep, let's keep positive. So. Let's go. At number five, you know, all of my best first-round picks are Hall of Fame players. Uh, Fortunately, there are plenty to pick from. Unfortunately, the most recent one is from 1979. So that's where we're going to start. At number five for the best-ever first-round draft picks, we have Dan... Hampton drafted number four overall by the Bears in 1979. The Danimo was one of my personal favorite players growing up, and I still remember when he had all those tape on his knuckles. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a monster.
1: The, the steam coming off his, his pads. Right. Oh, man, yeah. He's actually one of my favorite people because I've met him a couple times. I have footballs and pictures signed by him. So he's actually a, a really good person. Uh, he does a lot of community work, outreach work. A lot of the 85 Bears do. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of those Bears stayed in the era for that reason. They yes. they, they fell in love with the city. They, they understand the blue-collar uh, mentality and just made it part, you know, part of their own.
2: Absolutely. All right, E,
1: let's move on to number
2: four. At number four, we have a guy who's not only a player for the Bears, but also the head coach of the 1985 Chicago Bears. This is an easy one. At number five in the 1961 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears selected Mike Ditka, tight end from Pittsburgh. Ditka helped to shape this position. He had some good years here, but for those who don't know, he basically got into it with coach and owner George Hallis, and Hallis shipped him off to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Hallis and Dallas. So at Dallas, he rejuvenated his career and helped him to win a Super Bowl. Yep. After a nine-year coaching career under the legendary Tom Landry, Ditka heard that the Bears job was available, and he wrote his former coach and convinced Hallis to bring him in, which really pissed off Buddy Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) But it happened
1: doesn't matter. We got a Super Bowl. We got a chip from it.
2: So now the, if there, here's a here's a crazy thing that if you don't know, mm-hmm. and, and if you're from Chicago or you're like, you know, we're we're kind of a tweener. When we were kids, we were pretty young when the Bears won the Super yeah. Bowl, but we've been fed into that for the past, you know, 30 years. So we kind of just know all about the lore. But if you don't know, when they were going to bring in Mike Ditka, all of the, the uh, players on the defense actually wrote a letter to George Hallis saying, we love Buddy Ryan. Mm-hmm you better keep him as our defensive coordinator. And that's what they ended up doing. So it's one of those hybrid situations. That team was split. That's why they both got lifted up at the end of the game. Right, because there
1: was two coaches. One one that was a head coach, but really was just on the offensive side. Right. And then you had Buddy Ryan and all the boys on the defense. Exactly. The actual monsters of the midway. Exactly. (laughs) All right, E, what do we got for number
2: at number three, we have one of the two Hall of Famers selected by the Bears in the first round in 1965. With the number three overall pick in the 1965 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears selected Dick Buckus, linebacker from Illinois. Let me tell you, kind he kind of revolutionized the position in the NFL. He was one of the scariest players on the field in every game. I wish... I really, really wish I could have been able to see him live, but for you know all the times that the Bears can't get a position right, they somehow find these great linebackers like Erlacher, Singletary, and of course Butkus, who might be the best of all of them. Um, that's pretty much the Mount Rushmore of linebackers.
1: Yeah, you're missing maybe one or two from maybe some other teams, but
2: no, I, I think the the one before Butkus was maybe um, Bill George. Mm-hmm. He was another linebacker, um, and I mean I, honestly, personally, I think that if we see Roquan continue to play that he's the way he's been playing, now that his head's on straight, he could be up there with them too. What about Briggs? Briggs Briggs is very good. He's in the hall of very good for me. He's in gotcha. the Hall of Famer. Gotcha. But but also because Erlacher was the star. I have my own opinions about like why Erlacher was so good, why he was able to kind of build up those numbers and i think a lot of it is because he was just the best player on a bad team so he was the only one that was going to tackle anyone i think that's a lot of it because when he first came in the bears were very bad
1: yeah the defensive line was bad
2: but they finally kind of got their stuff together and figured it out and then he just kind of continued that but i think that that initial kind of first push is what kind of boosted some of those numbers too all right so we're gonna move on to number two Number two, we have the number four pick in the 1965 NFL draft, the Kansas Comet, the late, great Gale Sayers running back from Kansas. Z.
1: Oh, man, I can't talk enough about Sayers. One of the greatest of all time. He was the Barry Sanders before Barry Sanders. Mm -hmm. Barry Sanders watched film on him. That's how that was. (laughs) He watched it on the real. Yeah, the the knee injury took him out way too early. There's no way to know what records he would have set. Absolutely. Uh, back in the day, especially, you know, that was a hard hitting NFL where literally it was like beginning of the UFC. And when you first watch the UFC, you're like, Yeah, why yeah. is this six foot eight, <laughs> three hundred eighty pounder fighting this was, Walter weight? There was no weight classes. Yeah, there was no weight classes. So again, the NFL was a different time and he was dominating before like all these players that you see now. They're exactly what he was. He wasn't a bruiser. He was basically finesse
2: guy. He was a very finesse guy. Very finesse. Very, guy. Finesse, very if the guy on the Bears mm-hmm. that played more recently that I can compare him to or kind of compare to gale Sayers is probably Matt Forte. In the way that you didn't see him hit people in the hole, but he will find that hole and he'll slip through and all right. that stuff. That's that's kind of where you get your pass catching running back from. And and he was like the very first one.
1: Right. So, he was also uh, well-known for his race relations with the uh, story of of his relationship with uh, teammate Brian Piccolo, as told in the movie, Brian Song.
2: Right. So, I mean, that was, you had another player who we talked about, Jackie Robinson, last week. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who, as far as football is concerned, he got a lot of pushback for having a white roommate for being so friendly with a white player and things right. like that in his own community so you know you see what it is Is like hey you know we're we're teammates we're here for each other no matter what so i mean that's that's what you see out of a guy like Gail sears
1: right i mean if watch the movie uh with denzel washington um it's a pretty good movie football movie
2: yeah um, yeah yeah mm, you know what i'm talking <laughs> about mm, yeah if you don't know look,
1: google it i'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna give you that <laughs> All right, E, let's go with the number one overall Bears pick,
2: So this is a player that he's someone who is near and dear to my heart. I'm sure yours as well. Yes. I knew the number 34 before I I even knew who the number 23 was. That didn't mean anything to me at the time. With the number four overall pick in the 1975 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears selected Walter Payton, running back Jackson State, my favorite bear of all time. And honestly, personally, I think he gets slept on outside of Chicago. He is
1: the number number one jersey that you'll see if you go to a Bears game.
2: Right, you'll see a lot. I'll say him, Erlacher is another big one. Though,
1: right. Those are the two jerseys you're going to see no matter what. Right. And even if you go Bears country, you know we we travel well. You'll see that on TV every time the Bears play. When it comes to sweetness, like you said, growing up, we were a little young for the Bears championship, mm-hmm. but everyone that I grew up with was older, so you understood that. Oh, he's wearing a he's wearing a jersey or his t-shirt and it says Peyton yeah. who's this Peyton guy and then yeah. they'll pull out the VHS tape and they'll <laughs> pop it in there and then you're watching football for the next four hours Right. and you understand the lore of, of, of who he was and then when you finally figure out who he was as a person right. and what a beautiful man this was and how much he helped the community and his attitude and his positivity
2: yeah I mean he, he was he was just an incredible person what he did outside of football Um, Along with his illustrious NFL career I mean let me tell you something I don't care who it is you want to mention At at the running back position Mm -hmm. I am taking Walter Payton over them Every single day of the week Twice on Sunday because that's when they play Mm -hmm. I mean this man used to brush off tackles With his forearm to Mm -hmm. the helmet all right, let me. Tell and the Walter Payton uh, NFL Man of the Year Award that's given out every year by the NFL, it honors the player's volunteer and charity work as well as his excellence on the field. Right. If you want to talk about an award that could not have been named any better, that's it right there. Now, before he actually passed in 1999, I remember when he passed. So do I. Before that, it was just simply called the NFL Man of the Year Award. Right. So what is that? That tells you everything you need to know. About Walter Payton as a person,
1: it's very um, relatable to the uh, Roberto Clemente Award in baseball. Right, right. like, like there's no, there's those are the two awards that just mean so much to me when I see like, oh, these guys are nominated because they're doing this and this and this in the community. Uh,
2: Peanut, peanut uh, became one of my favorite players just because uh, of that. that, The Peanut Tillman Foundation, everything that went on with his daughter. A lot of times when you have some type of tragic event or your own like you know uh, something you had to overcome in your own life then you start to get involved with community service mm-hmm. so you know unfortunately you know it was some it took something like that for him personally but you know he's he's had one of the best foundations
1: yeah exactly he uh, again just to close it out he was absolutely incredible yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so all right e any final thoughts on tonight's nfl draft
2: do whatever you can to get my boy Trey Lance or I will never ever 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 watch another Bears game ever again lies
0: and the truth shall set you free
2: yeah man I'm full of crap but whatever
1: (laughs) alright ladies and gentlemen let's take a pause for the cause and we'll be right back with stirring the pot
0: Jordan Faye's back swoosh and that's the game
1: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with your host E Rock and Big Z. Yeah, it's that time again, brother.
2: <laughs> What's up?
1: It's Woo! time for stirring the pot. Oh man! All right, man. So I've been noticing that as I'm getting older, things are changing. Uh huh. And I can't have a lot of dairy anymore. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a big pet peeve of mine because
2: you drinking mut- nut milk instead.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> just just lactose free milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna upset the gods. <laughs> All right, keeping this show PG. All right, so, uh, so one of the dear things that I like to order at, at restaurants or, or, or places I frequent is okay. cheese fries.
2: Cheese fr- Okay. All right. So,
1: yay or nay on cheese fries?
2: What kind of dumbass? <laughs> okay. hold up, man. Hold up, man.
1: This was sent in by a listener so I had to put it in there this was sent by a listener so when we tell listeners to send stuff in we got to put it in right I appreciate you listening okay but are you
2: stupid of course <laughs> I like french fries a uh, uh, cheese fries it's it's french fries with cheese on it right have you ever had it of course yeah and it's delicious it's if, yes, if It's it some, is. like uh, would you like uh, a french fries or a cheese fries I, what there's no there's only one right answer there what are you talking about okay just let, let's change it up a little bit uh-huh. Cause now, now Now I want cheese fries and I'm I know mad, you do. I'm mad about it
1: Cheese fries Or loaded tots
2: Oh I'm going with the tots Of course <laughs> <laughs> Loaded tots
1: All day Every day t- yeah. I'm going with the tots Yeah yeah Potato tots are better than french fries Stop
2: And if you don't believe that You need to stop lying to yourself Cause it's It's absolutely it's, Yeah it's mind changing
1: yeah, Mouth watering And life changing
2: Hell yeah And plus you If you have extra tots You can always put them In the, the pocket Of your cargo pants <laughs> you've done that before <laughs> <laughs> alright Z before we go what you looking at what are you watching that is not
1: sports uh, you know what's funny I, I didn't know that the last season of uh, Shameless is out and I binged it in
2: a week <laughs> nice. there you go if you want to talk about Chicago there you go yeah it doesn't really get more Chicago than that. I I don't think I watched the last like maybe two seasons. I gotta I gotta finish it. up. Yeah,
1: the one where Fiona leaves, and now yeah. then the last season. I think it's over. I think. Well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but yeah, someone in the family passes away.
2: So. No, but I, I think they I think they did say that it would be over. Oh, and the, no! I mean, I, I don't oh, know if yeah, there was yeah. another episode left uh,
1: after I just watched. I, see, it. I think I see, there there's ten or eleven episodes. I don't know what was. Okay. But it was a good good series. Um. Very Chicago.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, It represented Chicago very well. So, if I'm not mistaken, the outside shots were made in Chicago, but all the inside shots were actually in in like some soundstage in California. Yeah. Yeah. So, just to be clear, um, I I watched. Uh huh. Thunder Force on Netflix.
1: Thunder Force? What is this? Thunder
2: Force is basically Melissa McCartney and I want to say Olivia Spencer, and they play best friends from the, from growing up. Okay. And they somehow, this isn't a world where like people are mutated and this kind of weird. What are you yeah, watching? They, they end up, uh, there's superheroes or super people okay. in the world. Okay. Right. And they find uh, Olivia Spencer plays a scientist and they become the super people to help stop something that's going on. It is. Funny as hell. It's super Chicago-related. Half the time, they're talking about, but I'm a Bears fan. You know, it's kind of like almost oversaturated with like, but I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, over Chicago Yeah, accent, like yeah. I like sausage and hot dogs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of that, but, you know, I'm not really... It, I'm not really uh, uh, giving it a thumbs down because of that. I, I, I love that they incorporated Chicago because I don't think we get represented enough as far as sports teams are concerned. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's just a funny movie. I mean, it's silly. It's goofy. Melissa McCartney falls down a lot because that's what she does. and Yeah, and she's, it's goofy. she's a woman's Chris Farley. Uh, yeah 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 i could i could see i could see that connection there but here's the the other thing too is is, you know like most people in the world i'm guilty of having a ton of like streaming services music services and all that stuff you know one of the things that i subscribe to is the xbox game pass okay i don't i don't have a lot of time to play games these days but you know i remember that i have it because i get the reminder (laughs) hey bro you haven't played no because the money comes out of my bank account automatically and it was like wait a minute (laughs) that i'm paying for that so i went on xbox the other day and i found out they have mlb 21 the show what uh, yeah they have it free to play on there as long as you're, you're subscribed in there so i hopped on there and i'm over there playing home and derby i couldn't even tell you the last time i played a baseball video game was probably like um bases loaded on nintendo
1: Dude, I used to do that. load on Nintendo, yep. base loaded three. Yep. And I would literally take down my stats manually <laughs> every time I played. You're
2: like the early fantasy baseball player. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah.
1: I, like My dad used to give me the old school spreadsheets, you know, the green and white, uh, yeah. just little squares. Yes. And like, I literally would do that for all my players. And I'm like, okay, he went three for four and this, is and that. He <laughs> got so many RBIs. And I would calculate their average because, you know, back then, you know, all we did, I calculated was average home runs and RBIs. That's right. all we cared about. That's all that. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's so much other stuff. Yeah. But, no dude, it is. It's nine
2: hundred and fifty, but yeah, I mean, talk I, about the nostalgia. That's what I'm saying, like, and, and that was the thing is that I haven't played it. I'm not big on, on video games as much these days. Like I used okay. to play a lot. I well, we don't like, have that time. We don't. I used to play Division, the first Division, a lot. I played Borderlands, the whole okay. series, a lot. Like so, those are kind of what I was doing. But um, sports video games never really did it for me because it's like here's a new one every year. I'm like, I don't. I, 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 I don't. usually wait
1: about three or four years before getting one.
2: And yeah, I'm like, why the I Why? Why? It's the same thing, you know. So. But yeah, I mean, random. I picked it up. I did the home run derby. I played with Ernie Banks. And oh boy! Four minutes. I hit seventeen home runs. So you could say I'm a legend now.
1: We need to go to the batting cages. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna film this, and we're gonna see if this is true.
2: Yeah, in the video game. I'll oh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, brother. <laughs> All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media Group, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Go now. Get your official True Chicago Sports Fans podcast t shirts. Go now. That's right. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Super duper. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True C-H-I, Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. Reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Give us more of your ideas for stirring the pot. Uh, no more cheese fries, please. No. Oh, no. We, we want some cheese fries. Someone <laughs> send us cheese fries. You can send us cheese fries. Everyone loves cheese fries. Give me some heart.
1: Yeah. I'll just take some lactate or something. <laughs> I don't care. I'll take the pill.
2: Uh, you all can reach us at truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. Before we go, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention um, one of our heroes, one of our icons from Chicago, uh, yeah. we we're talking a lot today about the 1985 Chicago Bears, and this is one of the members uh, of that team. Unfortunately, we learned the news that Steve Mongo Michael, uh, of course, the former defensive lineman, and uh, he's also a, a professional wrestler. That's time, right. Um, he was diagnosed with ALS, also yeah. known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm. Um, he revealed that he was diagnosed. Um, In January, with 36 month onset ALS, which is also known as Lou Gehrig's, uh, he lost the ability to use both arms, uh, both his arms and hands, and he's now bound to a wheelchair. And his wife, Missy, has been his caretaker. Um, He says, I promise you, this epithet that I'm gonna have on me now, this ain't ever how I envisioned my life was gonna end. Mm so we know Mongo really well from over the years not only being a player for the Chicago Bears but also a personality I uh, want to say he was like channel mayor. 5 he was like the mayor of Romeoville or he was running for mayor he's just been like Chicago Chicago he, he is one of the pieces of fabric of not only the Chicago Bears but the city itself
1: yeah I remember watching him on channel 5 you know after the Bears games on Sundays they would do that sports sports live whatever it was called you know at 1030 thirty, where you know uh I can't remember the sportscaster's name oh it was uh the one that just got fired from oh, g and greco yeah it was a g g and greco <laughs> and, and and you know so he was on NBC and all that stuff i remember seeing him there i remember seeing him at bars and yeah. i remember hack, him heckling packers fans and and <laughs> you know he's giving them the business and but when it came to bears fans he's the most lovable guy absolutely don't mess with the bears fans he would take care of people
2: yeah you know i mean he was a guy i remember he was i, I again when he really was in his heyday we didn't have a good concept of what it was, you mm-hmm. know, these players exactly. and their personalities. But I think over time, you know, we, we learned who he was, who he was as a person, and he was always, you know, he was just always super cool. You know, he was just a regular regular dude. He, you know I You talk about, like, Lance Lynn looks like a Sox fan. Yeah. You know, Steve Mongo, McMichael looks like a Chicago Bears fan.
1: It's beautiful when, you know, these players come to Chicago and you're like, dude, you fit like a glove. Like, Absolutely. like you look like you got a hard hat and you got a you know metal lunch pail yes. and you're going to clock in at 6 a.m. And you're going to work your butt off till four o'clock in the afternoon, putting in that overtime because, you know, it's necessary.
2: Absolutely. So we just wanted to say, you know, Mongo, we're thinking about you, you know. Yeah, we love you, man. We we love you. And, and you know, we uh, wish the best for you. All right, y'all for Big Z. This is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 43.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports, I'm Ron Burgundy. Yes, you are.
0: A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins.
2: I think he's on steroids.
0: Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.